This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where we have set another grim record, the most number of COVID-19 deaths reported in a single day. When asked about the 173 fatalities, the governor responded by challenging the phrasing of the question. Well, let me just correct you. So when the state reports that, that's not saying that those deaths occurred last night. Which is perfectly true, but it doesn't answer the question about all those newly reported fatalities. And despite the new record, Ron DeSantis keeps talking about turning the corner. You know, this has really, really been a lot of hard work and a lot of people have done a, a heck of a job. So, so I commend people up and down the state for the work that they've done. Uh, you know, I do think that we are, um, you know, going to head in a better direction here shortly. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, just keep it up. The Republican National Convention will not be coming to Jacksonville after all. In a surprise announcement, Donald Trump told reporters in Washington he's canceling because of what he called a flare-up of the virus in Florida. The COVID crisis is doing a number on the governor's numbers. A new poll from Quinnipiac University says his approval rating is down more than 10 points, and 52% of Floridians say he's not doing a good job. Those numbers flipped in just two months. And this will not help. As the coronavirus rages across Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis is parroting Donald Trump's calls for students and teachers to return to school without proper funding or safety measures. That's part of a new ad attacking DeSantis for his response to COVID-19. Today on Sunrise, a deep dive into tegus and green iguanas. The State Wildlife Commission is targeting the invasive lizards, much to the dismay of reptile breeders. Individuals that have these tegus, that have these iguanas, that have these Burmese pythons, how many of them are going to give up their animals to amnesty or to be euthanized? They're not. They're going to let them go. We're going to make the problem worse. We'll also check out your calendar political events and check in with a Florida man who thought he found gold at the bottom of a urine specimen. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Friday, July 24th. Donald Trump says the Republican National Convention will not be coming to Jacksonville after all. The president moved his nomination speech and other events to Jacksonville after North Carolina's governor insisted on masking and other strict social distancing guidelines for the convention site in Charlotte. But on the same day the state reported a record number of fatalities, Trump told reporters at his daily briefing in Washington that the Jacksonville events have been canceled. Florida set a new record Thursday when the state health department reported 173 fatalities, the most in a single day since the start of the pandemic. Governor Ron DeSantis was asked about that during a press conference in Melbourne. He responded by saying the reporter had phrased the question wrong. Well, let me just correct you. So when the state reports that, that's not saying that those deaths occurred last night. They, they will report them if you look by the date of death. So sometimes those can go back uh, months. Um, now, I think they've gotten better. But those have been, you know, you look by the dates, those have probably been over, the, over a several week period. You know, you know, we would love to have zero uh, deaths. I mean, that's, if we could do that, you know, we, would, we, would, we would want to want as few as we can. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we do so much in the long-term care facilities, because we know that if there's an outbreak there, uh, mortality and morbidity is incredibly high. The governor didn't mention it, but Florida's COVID-19 death toll has now reached 5,632. The health department also reported more than 10,000 newly confirmed cases of coronavirus Thursday. That runs the total to almost 390,000. That's almost 2% of the state's population. And medical experts say the actual number of cases is much larger because there are so many people who never develop symptoms or get tested. 
The governor has insisted all along that you shouldn't judge the state's efforts based on the number of new cases because some of the test results are two, maybe even three weeks old and are just now being reported. He believes hospital admissions are a more accurate measure, and coincidentally, those numbers are nowhere near as gloomy as the number of new cases. When you see flattening of hospital census, uh, that, is a, that is a better trend. When, when this thing was running up, you know, you were seeing the censuses escalate very quickly. So that's how these things go. Um, and, but I would much rather be in a plateau than be in an escalation. And so I think the, the key is, is, you know, continue doing, you know, the things a lot of the people, they're just, they're just doing a good job throughout Florida. The, the elderly are, are taking special care, which I think is the most important thing because they're the most at risk. You have people that are physical distancing, wearing facial covers, hygiene, all the things that uh, the guidelines had, that have been out for, for a while you know, have recommended. So I think that that's important, um, and I think that you will continue to see progress on it. Now, that said, uh, you, know, you can have infections drop. You can have new hospital admissions drop, but you still have folks that are currently hospitalized. I mean, that's just the reality. And I think the, the outcomes are much better today than they were as a percentage in March and April, particularly compared to other parts of the country. Um, but, but it's not something that's going to be 100 percent, unfortunately. Despite the surge in cases and the record number of deaths, the governor says there's no need to impose a mandatory mask order or any other new restrictions. So in terms of the business restrictions, uh, you know, we're not going to restrict the business. I think if you look at uh, the spread, it's not really deriving uh, from business as much as it's deriving from home outbreaks and then uh, family and friends. And that's just the reality that we're seeing, I think, up and down the state. So I don't think that that, that would be, uh, that that would be uh, warranted. And I also think, you know, all of our things, whether it's the, the senior citizens, um, you know, sheltering, whether it's uh, facial covering, if you can't social distance, whether it's physical distance, whether it's hygiene, you know, those are advisory. Those are not punitive. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to advise, uh, but we're not going to impose, um, you know, any type of criminal penalties. It's just not, I don't, I don't think that that would be effective. Um, but I also do think that if you look, um, you know, we clearly stabilized with the cases. Uh, the percent positive has been better the last week than it was the previous week. You know, we were at a point where we were 15, 16 percent. Uh, now we're kind of, I think in that, actually we were below 11 yesterday than today. We were a little higher, but we're, we're definitely trending in a better direction. And I think if you, you know, you take out uh, South Florida, uh, the rest of the state is trending um, uh, even better in that, although I do think South Florida, you know, is definitely stabilized, and I think Miami is showing some signs of improvement as well. So, so I actually think that, uh, that the trend, um, look, you've got to look at all, then there's a whole bunch of different data points, uh, but we're uh, trending much better today, you know, than we, were, than we were two weeks ago. But a new survey shows most Floridians are not buying what the governor is selling. The Quinnipiac poll says DeSantis now has the lowest approval rating since he took office. His job approval rating has dropped to 41%. That was 53% back in April. His negatives are up from 33% in April to 52% now. The poll shows Floridians believe the virus is out of control in the state. They overwhelmingly back a statewide mask order and believe the state reopened too early. But the people in this survey do not support another shutdown, at least not yet. And more bad news for the GOP. That same poll shows Joe Biden leading Donald Trump in Florida by double digits. Here's one more B for the governor's bonnet. A Miami-based progressive group called Florida Watch has just released a video trashing DeSantis for his response to the pandemic and efforts to reopen public schools. 
As the coronavirus rages across Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis is parroting Donald Trump's calls for students and teachers to return to school without proper funding or safety measures. Floridians were stunned and confused when the DeSantis administration ordered our schools to reopen for in-person classes, despite Florida being a worldwide hotspot for COVID-19. This, despite the fact that the Trump administration's health advisors at the CDC have classified full-size in-person classes, activities, and events as the highest risk. This is a, a disconcerting problem because we care so much about our children and their education. DeSantis seems unwilling to acknowledge that reality and how wrong he was about the state's battle against the virus. Call Governor Ron DeSantis now and tell him to stop pandering to Trump and playing politics with the health of our children, teachers, and families. Florida Watch doesn't have the kind of money it takes to put that ad on TV, so they'll be posting it across social media platforms. Next up on Sunrise, the State Wildlife Commission tries to do something about Florida's reptile dysfunction. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics, and we are much obliged. Florida Hospital Association members are safe, ready, and equipped to care for all Floridians. As our hospitals resume elective procedures, ensuring the safety and well-being of our patients, employees, and communities remains our first priority. Contact your local health care provider for information on visitation policies, access restrictions, and how to get needed care safely. Please visit the Florida Hospital Association at fha.org slash COVID for more information. Welcome back to Sunrise. Florida is home to some of the funkiest critters on the planet, including many that shouldn't be here in the first place. The State Wildlife Commission calls them invasive species, and there are plenty of them, including Burmese pythons, cane toads, feral hogs, lionfish, Cuban tree frogs, giant African land snails, and green mussels. All told, there are more than 500 species of non-native plants and animals that have somehow made it to Florida. Kristen Summers at the Wildlife Commission says their latest concerns are big lizards, the tegu, and the green iguana. The intent of the proposed draft rule language is to enhance and improve regulations for these high-risk reptile species. Tegus are considered now breeding and likely expanding in four areas of Florida, including parts of Miami-Dade, Hillsborough, Charlotte, and St. Lucie counties. However, reports have, been occurred, have occurred elsewhere in the state, even as far north as the Panhandle. In fact, there's an established population now in South Georgia and FWC has evidence to support that the four Florida populations that have become established um, are the result of escape or release from captive breeding facilities. Another invasive lizard that we have provided draft rule language on is the green iguana. This species affects many citizens and businesses in Florida, and we hear a lot from citizens about the impacts they're experiencing. Like tegus, pet owners have not previously been required to have a permit. However, entities that sell or exhibit green iguanas were required to be licensed. Those licenses are now in jeopardy because the legislature passed a new law saying tegus and green iguanas can no longer be kept as pets or for breeding. Phil Goss is president of the U.S. Association of Reptile Keepers. He tried to convince Florida lawmakers not to pass that bill. Unfortunately, it came from a misinformed legislature. Uh, I heard tegus referred to as tigers. I heard them called seegers. And unfortunately, in the home of Disney, I even heard legislators calling for a ban on tigger. Um, which I'm, I'm not sure why we want to do that in Florida. But again, just, just to highlight uh, how undereducated the legislature was on these animals, they often even mispronounce tegu, uh, which is a common name and easily pronounceable for these animals. We would really like to see those 
businesses who have been cooperative with FWC over the last 10 years to also be grandfathered in. All of those businesses will be ended shortly after these rules go into effect. So I'm unsure why someone who is jumping through all the hoops to be regulated and inspected by FWC is no longer going to be allowed to do that. Understand that you may not issue more permits in the future, but at least those businesses should be grandfathered in. And if you take away snakes and just look at this from a business aspect, it is absolutely unconstitutional to completely shut down those businesses who have been cooperative. The Florida chapter of the Reptile Keepers Association has filed suit against the new law, which took effect July 1st. Their attorney, Larry Sellers, told the commission it's unconstitutional, and he thinks they are wrong to take up any sort of rule to implement that law until they hear from the public. A substantial number of U.S. ARC members keep, sell, and breed reptiles. These members, therefore, have a significant interest in the draft proposed amendments to Chapter 68.5. As you may know, U.S. ARC worked with the Commission on the development of the existing chapter, including the current conditional species rule. This rule has proven to be very successful in our view. Notwithstanding the success, the draft rule amendments you have before you today would adopt significant changes recently enacted by the legislature. These changes are unnecessary and unreasonable, and they would have substantial adverse impacts on the industry. We are pleased to hear the staff intends to collect comment from stakeholders to improve the rule language, but this should take place before asking the commission to decide what rule language should be formally proposed. This draft rule language was only recently provided to interested stakeholders, and it has not yet been the subject of any public workshops. There is no reason to rush this rulemaking. Accordingly, we respectfully ask that you wait until after these public workshops before deciding what language should be formally proposed. Robert Ballou is a reptile breeder from Tavares. His company is called Colossal Reptiles, and he thinks the Wildlife Commission is making a colossal mistake. Outside of the fact that trying to get rid of the snakes, trying to get rid of the breeders, the worst thing I'm worried about is the fact that how many of these individuals that have these tegus, that have these iguanas, that have these Burmese pythons, how many of them are going to give up their animals? They're going to give up their pets. They're going to give up, you know, things they love to amnesty or to be euthanized. They're not. They're going to let them go. We're going to make the problem worse. I breed anacondas. I breed retics. I bring Burmese pythons uh, as well as other monitors, tegus, and we do it legally for a business. We do it as a livelihood. We've been doing it since it was a dream since I was a kid. Yes, there is an issue. Yes, there needs to be a solution. But unfortunately, putting it in prohibited is not going to be a solution. It's not going to be a very proactive solution. But there are plenty of Floridians who want those lizards gone for good. Gary Fishman of Boynton Beach told the commission they're a nightmare for homeowners, especially in South and Central Florida. I speak on behalf of millions of homeowners who have been invaded by these invasive species. The iguanas are in our pool. They're on our decks. They leave their feces around. They eat our vegetation. I respect those people that may be in business to sell these animals. However, it is too much for the millions of Americans who live here in South Florida. These animals do not have any natural enemies. 
They invade our properties. My wife many times is afraid to go outside in our backyard. There can be three, four, five, ten iguanas at a time on our railing. I respect those people that may make their livelihood doing this. However, I do feel strongly that these animals do not belong in this area. They're evasive, and there are millions of them. Wildlife Commissioner Gary Lester admits they're moving with unusual haste to ban these lizards, but he says you need to remember where we are. Florida is unique. This is one of those places where we have to remember that it's unique. It's not a problem if a python gets loose in Montana, but it is a problem if it gets loose in Florida. It's a huge problem. Our first priority is to protect the natural uh, environment of this state. And Florida is particularly uniquely endangered when these species get loose. I mean, that's just the reality. It's, it, we have a problem with it that uh, Ohio doesn't have, that Montana doesn't have. And so while it may seem that we're moving quicker um, than we normally do, I think that Florida has a bigger problem uh, than others have. When all was said and done, the Wildlife Commission voted to approve the draft rules, but commissioners also promised to work closely with breeders and herpetologists to see if they can't find some way to help them out while at the same time carrying out the will of the legislature to ban the lizards. A final rule is not expected until December, and let's not forget that lawsuit. This could drag out for a while. Your calendar of events begins at 9. That's when the Revenue Estimating Conference meets to analyze issues related to slot machine revenues and Indian gaming. The School for the Deaf and Blind Board of Trustees holds an online meeting at 9. The Board of Speech, Language, Pathology and Audiology holds an online meeting at 9. The Ethics Commission meets at noon to take up numerous issues, including a case involving former State Senator Alex Diaz de la Portilla of Miami. The Board of Dentistry holds an online meeting at 1. Friday is the deadline for candidates in 2020 state elections and political committees to file their reports for financial information through the end of July 17th. And on Saturday, Congressman Charlie Crist of St. Petersburg holds an online event at 2 to formally kick off his re-election campaign. Finally today, a Florida man is accused of taking at least $70,000 in kickbacks to funnel urine tests to a laboratory based in Pennsylvania. It's illegal in Florida for a lab or a healthcare provider to offer a commission, a bonus, or a bribe for the referral of patients, and that includes drug testing. 35-year-old Daniel Kane is charged with six counts of patient brokering. Police say he was paid $125 for each test that was steered to Genesis Diagnostics. That's it for today's episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again on Monday as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.